At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warmer brother you low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And this is a podcast today presented by DraftKings. And vote yes on Prop 27. Prop 27 is helping get Californians online to be able to sports bet. All those that are 21 years old or deserve to be able to do so, much like our good pals out there in the state of New York, where I'm at, lovely Las Vegas. List goes on and on. Over half the country has it. Right now, Californians are stuck out in the cold, and Prop 27 helps out with that, and hopefully I'll be able to help you out with regards to be able to win some bets today on the MLB board. As joining me in the second segment, Christian, he does amazing work over at Monumental Sports Network, hosting the show by the book with Meg McDonald every Monday through Friday. We're going to be taking a look at some games for this Monday. Why to perhaps trend a little bit more carefully these next few days because when it comes to the final few days of the MLB regular season, you do get some funky lineups. You might want to hold off a little bit more before you're firing in your bets because you don't know who's going to be getting a rest day and who's perhaps made a tea time for those that are not going to be partaking in the postseason. So we're going to be talking about that and so much more with our good friend Chris in segment number two in the final segment. Going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. First things first, always love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. And you've got one or two ways we offer those in. 
First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Naming does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Either way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter questions today, but had a great day of baseball on Sunday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. If you like me had the over and the Phillies were online, this was just devastating. I also had in terms of the NFL, if you thought that you were having a bad Sunday, my DK Nation pick was the over at Yankees versus Orioles. I'll take you through in a minute what sort of a calamity that was, but I had the Ravens when it came to Circa Millions. They were up 10 in the fourth quarter. They blew that. If you're taking a look at as well, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm throwing four picks. That was not necessarily too terrific. And then on top of that, I also had the Cleveland Browns who could not move the ball against the Atlanta Falcons in the back half of that game as well. So hopefully that made you feel a little bit better about some of your Sunday bets if you had a little bit of a rough day. And I had the run line and the over, and both of these did not come in, even though, well, they got there, but they didn't complete a full nine innings. The Phillies win by a count of eight to one. Game called after six innings because of a rain. Zach Wheeler and deal Wheeler, he was wheeling and dealing. Seven punch shots, five scoreless innings. Andrew Bellotti gives up a run and an inning, and JT Rimito went deep off of Jordan and Weaves. It's 22nd home run of the season, and Patrick Corbin is going to end the year with 19 losses and a 631 ERA. Gives up seven runs in four and two-thirds innings. Such a shame we couldn't get him to 20 losses, but the turkey tosser when we needed him. He came up big on Sunday. The Brewers, they came up small, and now their season is pretty much relying upon Brandon Woodruff on Monday. 4-3, to three, the Miami Marlins win in 12 innings. As this was just a calamity of a game as Pablo Lopez, seven scoreless innings. He was tremendous. Richard Blyer and Dylan Floro from there give up a run apiece as they completed the 8th and ninth innings. And then you had Tommy Nance give up a run in an inning in extra innings. And then Uskar Brazovin, Tanner Scott, Mabel Blend a scoreless inning as for the Miami Marlins, they go 4 of 13 with men in scoring position. Meanwhile, for the Milwaukee Brewers, 2 of 13 with men in scoring position as Freddie Peralta goes for scoreless innings. But because... Greg Council stupidly had him going into a long relief on Thursday. He wasn't able to deliver a lot of length. Justin Topa from there gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning. Hobie Milner, Tyler Rogers, they combine for two scoreless innings of relief. Matt Bush for outside the bullpen scoreless. Brad Boxberger, a scoreless inning. Brent Suter, one under run allowed in the extra innings as he went two innings. And then Trevor got he gave up an under run in the 12th. So the Milwaukee Brewers are completely gassed with their bullpen. And now their playoff hopes are hanging by a thread. I'll take you through the DK Nation pick as we had the over in the Yankees versus Baltimore Orioles game. Through seven innings, both of these teams left to combine 17 men on base and they went one of 18 with men in scoring position. Orioles get it done by a count of three to one as they're now two of their last 34 with men in scoring position. Boy, this was brutal. As Kyle Bradish, he walks five. He gives up one honor run in five innings. Logan Gillespie gives a scoreless inning from there and the bullpen really did their part for the Baltimore Orioles. Dylan Tate, a scoreless inning. Brian Baker, two scoreless. He punched out five in those two innings. But for the New York Yankees, Gigi Gonzalez, he gives up three walks, four hits, and four two thirds innings, giving up one run. Lucas Lukey, he did his part, giving four outs out of the bullpen, scoreless. And then Aroldis Chapman gives up two runs in a third of an inning. He looked 
terrible. He was all over the place. Ron Mananakio comes in for a scoreless inning, but he left due to an injury mid at bat, so Jonathan Wise got to get a pair of outs of the bullpen, and then Clark Schmidt in scoreless inning as the Yankees. They go 0 of 7 with men in scoring position, so that was a little bit of a buzzkill as we were riding a nine-game undefeated streak in terms of DK Inch picks. We'll just need to build a new one here on Monday. The Kansas City Royals they fall to the Cleveland Guardians by a count of 7 to 5 as for Kansas City. They were able to get some runs generated, 4 of 13 with men in scoring position as Shane Bieber, he had a fever for getting outs. Two runs, one of which was earned in five innings. Nick Sandlin does allow a run in his inning of work. James Karinczak gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning, but Jervis even and out of the bullpen setting advantages and Emmanuel Classe both provide a scoreless inning. And for the Cleveland Guardians, pair of home runs as Josh Naylor, he nails his 20th home run season. And young Will Brennan gets his first career home run as for the Kansas City Royals. Mexico Castillo gave up both of those, and this was a bad start, giving up seven runs in five innings. Luke Weaver from there, two scoreless settings. Scott Barlow in scoreless setting, but damage had been done. The St. Louis Cardinals fall to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a count of seven to five. As for Pittsburgh, Odonsi Contreras gives up four runs, two of which were earned, including a home run in three innings. As going deep for the St. Louis Cardinals, Albert Pools, number 702 of his career, 23rd of the campaign. But from there, the bullpen had his back. Jace Young gives up one run in one and two-thirds innings between Underwood Jr. for outside the bullpen scoreless. Yohan Ramirez, David Bernard, Robert Stevenson, all lined a scoreless setting in. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, you had Brian Reynolds go deep off of Zach Thompson. 27th home run season, the starter, Wayno Adam Wainwright. He gives one up to Ben Gamble, his ninth of the campaign as Wainwright. He was doing for some regression, in my opinion, and it hit hard, giving up six runs in four and two-thirds innings. Zach Thompson from there gives up that home run in two and a third innings. Jojo Romero, Chris Strand, they combined for two scoreless innings, but for the St. Louis Cardinals, 10 men stranded on base. That proved to be costly. The Houston Astros, they were able to wriggle out of some jams as they stranded the bases loaded in the ninth inning. Three to one. The Astros get it done as Luis Garcia, tremendous start, giving up one run in six innings. Ryan Sanic, Brian Abreu, Rafael Motero from there, all on a scoreless inning as for Houston, Jeremy Pena. Powered the team to victory as he clubbed one off of Corey Kluber, his 21st home run season. Kluber gives up that home run. Two runs in total over the course of five innings. From there, you have 100 runs rendered by Easton McGee. He might be a guy that the Rays look to either this postseason or a postseason in the future. But for the Rays, not a lot done on offense as they could just muster the one run. The Toronto Blue Jays, they help out their playoff seeding. They take down the Boston Red Sox by a count of 6-3 of three as Michael Walker had been very good for the Boston Red Sox this season. They were 16-6 and six in his starts entering into Sunday. He gives up five runs and four innings, including a trio bombs. Going deep for Toronto, Whit Merrifield, 11th home run season, and then Teoscar Hernandez. Home runs number 24 and 25 of the campaign. From there, Franklin German was able to lend a scoreless setting. Eduardo Bazardo was able to lend two scoreless settings to Caleb Ort. He gave up a run and an inning for Boston. Bobby Dalbeck got his 12th home run season that came off of Anthony Bass, who allowed that home run over the course of his inning. Kevin Gosman had to leave after just 53 pitches. Gives up two runs over the course of three innings. So, extra work for the bullpen. Zach Pop, two scoreless settings. Adam Simber, Yimi Garcia, Jordan Romano. They all lend a scoreless setting of their own. You had the Seattle Mariners fall to the Oakland A's by a count of 10-3 as Seattle. They've been a little bit wobbly here down the stretch as for Oakland. They were able to get some offense going. Christian Bache, third home run of the season. And Nick Allen get his fourth home run of the season. And Shea Langelaris 
Home runs number five and six of the season as Robbie Ray just got completely torched, giving up three of those home runs. Six runs, five of which were earned in five and two-thirds innings by Murphy gave up the other bomb as he gave up four runs in an inning, and he has actually been very solid. For the Seattle Mariners this season, Matthew Fessa, two and a third inning scoreless, and Jesse Winker, he was able to get a home run to make things a little bit more respectable off of Sam Selman. 14th home run season as James Caprillion. Six scoreless innings, giving up one hit along the way. A.J. Puck. Tyler Sear, they both give a scoreless inning before Sam Selman gives up that home run. Three runs of total in that ninth inning. The Colorado Rockies as a big underdog take down the L.A. Dodgers by a count of 4-1. to The Dodgers, they're resting Mookie bets in this game, and well, everyone was at rest in terms of bats as Tyler Anderson, not a bad start here. He punches out 10 and 5 innings, very unlike him, but he also did give up a home run, two runs in total over the course of five innings as Brendan Rodgers took him deep for his 12th home run of the season. Andre 3000 Jackson from there comes in and gives up two runs in four innings as for Colorado. Odomar Marquez gives up just one run in six innings. Justin Lawrence's scoreless setting, and then Daniel Bard. Two scoreless settings. The Chicago White Sox. They take down the Slam Diego Padres by a count of 2-1. to one. As for the White Sox, Lance Lynn gives up just a solo home run over the course of his seven innings of work to Awesome Kim. Kim's 11th home run season. Reynaldo Lopez, Liam Hendricks. They pitch scoreless 8th and ninth innings. And for San Diego, Blake Snell, tough luck loser. He gives up a solo home run in six innings, and that's all he would surrender as Elvis Andrews gets a 16th home run season. Stephen Wilson gives up a run in an inning from there, and then Luis Garcia, Tim Hill, they both lend a scoreless inning, but the one run they gave up apparently was due in for a loss, so that was tough. The Chicago Cubs, they have now won nine out of their last 10 games. They take down the Cincinnati Reds by a count of 8-1, to one, thanks to a five spot in the first inning. As not a lot doing for the Cincinnati Reds offense, but for Chase Anderson, he got chased very early. Gave up five runs and he got one out. From there, Francisco Cruz goes one and two-thirds innings scoreless. Joe Kuno, he gives up one run in two innings. Revier said Martin, two scoreless innings. Ian Gabo gives up two runs in an inning. And Hunter Strickland, eight scoreless innings. But the Cubs, they were able to hit it up early and often. They go just three and 16 with men in scoring position. Remarkable for getting eight runs in this game. But they were able to do their damage early and they continue their winning ways. And the San Francisco Giants, they win in 10 innings against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Four to three, the finalists. Zach Davies gives up just one run in five innings. For the Snakes, Caleb Smith from there gives up one run in two innings. Kevin Ginkle, Mark Melanson, both pitch a scoreless inning before Taylor Widener comes in in the 10th inning. Allows two runs, one of which was earned in extras to cost the team the game as Arizona. Just three of 17 with men in scoring position as the Giants took the wholesale approach. Jarrell Cotton gives up an under run in the 10th inning. And then Scott Alexander, second straight game that he had started. He pitches a scoreless inning. Thomas Zapucky, he gives two scoreless innings. Alex Young gives up one run and one and two-thirds innings. Tyler Rogers. Four outs on the bullpen scoreless. Shelby Miller and Camilio Duvall both lend a scoreless inning. And John Brebbia gives up a one run in his inning of work. So the Giants are able to get it done. The Angels get it done as well as they take down the Texas Rangers by a count of 8-3. to three. And for Tyson Miller, I have no idea why they were giving him a start. It was between he and Spencer Howard. And I guess they were trying to take the non-sucky of the two options. But well, you were really between a rock and a hard place. In that one, and for our good friend, Mr. Miller, he got chased after giving up seven runs in four innings, including a home run going deep for the LA Angels. Mike Trout, 39th home run season. From there, you had one run surrendered in three innings by John King and Dana Satana, a scoreless inning. Grace Seager did get his 33rd home run season. He goes deep off for Tucker Davidson for Davidson. Allows all three runs in four and a third innings. He is not very good for this Angels team, but the bullpen stepped up Aaron Loop, Andrew Watts, and then, this is always a tough last name to say, Rob Zanarski. There's like 
like multiple Z's, multiple Y's. That is not an easy one to say. All one to scoreless inning, and I'd be able to was able to get five outs out of the bullpen scoreless. And then this is a game that is going on right now, the Braves and the New York Mets. It's in the third inning as I do this. Greg Peterson experience. It is now 9 to midnight Pacific, midnight to 3 Eastern. So I do have to record this a little bit earlier, but the Atlanta Braves are right now up 4 to 3 in the third inning. So it should be very, very interesting to see what we get in this one. And I think that we're in for a very solid game. It's Jeff McNeil and Daniel Vogelback have already went deep in this game. Dancy Swanson, he's got a home run in back-to-back games as well as Charlie Morton and Chris Bassett, both not currently having a fun time at the office. But if you're taking a look at unders overall for the season, you've been having a relatively fun time at the office. As overall in Major League Baseball this season, we have seen about 51.9% of games go under the total 1,062 unders to 1,078 overs. And favorites have been able to do a solid job, including home favorites. Home favorites hanging out at a little bit over 61% at 898 and 572 straight up overall for the season. Favorites have been able to hit home or road 60.7% of their games on the money line. But in terms of home favorites, they have been having a tough time covering the run line as 276 Home favorites that have won outright have not been able to cover the run line, and we have really seen that over the last 60 days. As over the last 60 days, home favorites are 305 and 169, straight up 64.3%. But among those 305 home favorites, 90 have failed to cover the run line. And if you're taking a look at over the last 60 days, we have seen right around 52% of games go under the total 392 under the 360 over. So that's where we're seeing in baseball right now, and that's what we got on Sunday. Now, let's take a look at Monday's games. Let's take a look at the end of the regular season with our good friend Chris Chan over there at Monumental Sports Network, and he's going to be joining me next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here. Love you, Las Vegas. For the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Great to be joined by our guest as Christian. He does a great job over at the Monumental Sports Network, hosting the show by the book. You're able to catch that every Monday through Friday. He does a great job with Meg McDonald of hosting that show. He does a great job taking a look at a little bit of everything. As I know that he's been doing a great job on the college football front. He's doing a nice job taking a look at the NFL and day in and day out. Does a nice job grinding things out with regards to the baseball card as well as to be able to follow Chris on Twitter. That is at the Big Chi Show. Chi is spelled C H E E all together. And Chris, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, too kind, my man. Yeah, this college football Saturday was a little rough for me this past week, but luckily, baseball following guys like my man Blake Snell and Tyler Anderson. Been able to profit this weekend. Plus a nice little NFL Sunday too. So, but love talking baseball with you, Greg, and cannot wait for the postseason and hoping to take advantage of some opportunities here with just a few games left in the regular season. Yep. And let's talk about that because we're down to the final three days of the regular season. Then we're going to be getting into the postseason. And I do think that if there's a time to tread a little bit more likely in terms of Major League Baseball, it's these final few days until we get into the playoffs. There are teams that they're making tea times. There are other teams that they're getting set for what we're going to be getting in October. And we're going to notice that there's going to be a lot of players that are resting. There's a lot of players that are probably going to be getting some sort of a tryout as to what they're going to be getting in 2023 and beyond. And I think that now would be the time to not fire in as much overnight in terms of Major League Baseball. And if you want some action, take a look at who's actually going to be out there because we're going to see a lot of changes in these lineups the next few days. Yeah, absolutely. I know that I was taking a look at Miles Michaelis a few days out in his start Monday versus the Pirates. And then Marmol, the manager for the Cardinals, coming out and saying that it's going to be Quintana and Michaelis pitching in a piggyback start here. Michaelis needing only, what, two outs to reach 200 innings pitched for the season. So who knows what kind of workload they want to really have on him there. But this is still a spot I would absolutely love the Cardinals in. I mean, if you look at the numbers of some of these guys here, hard contact percentage of both Michaelis and Quintana is solid, has the most walks or sixth most walks as a team post-All-Star break, sixth most versus right-handed pitching. And then we know Mitch Keller on the other side. This is a guy who gives up a lot of walks. I targeted his over walks prop last week and profited off that. This 
Cardinals team I'm looking at in the futures market here too. Just, you know, most home runs post-All-Star break, sixth most doubles, third highest on base, their bullpen fourth lowest ERA in the National League. So, yeah, this is still a Cardinals team that even if they do roll out some of their guys at the bottom of their lineup, I mean, guys like Corey Dickerson this year having a renaissance season, hitting grand slams and stuff like that. Lars Newtbar having himself a nice second half. So I still trust teams like the Cardinals. It's more like a team like the Blue Jays against the Orioles who have had success here. But now the Blue Jays pretty much have it wrapped up. We talked about the American League wild card all being pretty much set in stone here. But Jose Barrios has been the same old, same old, and he's been bad this year. (laughs) So I might be looking at the Orioles in a spot here. A team that's not making the postseason but finishing strong and going to be getting a winning season. So that in itself in Baltimore is a success. And I do think that that's one of the more interesting games to take a look at for Monday because Dean Kramer, in my opinion, he's been a tad bit lucky on the balls in play, but no question he has had a massive turnaround from what we were seeing just a year or two ago out of him. And he's going up against a guy in Jose Brios that he always has had his home and road split issues, but I mean, that really has come to the forefront this season. And I'm seeing a total of eight. With the Baltimore Orioles, they're in an almighty slide in terms of hitting with men in scoring position, as I believe that they're two out of their last 34. And somehow, some way, they pulled out two wins in that time span as well. I think that the total of eight might be a good look to the over. I'm not sure if you're in agreement with me or not, but I do think that Kramer might be getting a little bit more unlucky on some of those balls in play. I know Zabria as well. Everything's in play on him, and everything is going to hit relatively hard. Oh, how can you not like the over here? Blue Jays, number one in the American League as far as Team RBI post-All-Star break, top five in doubles, fourth highest OBP. And then Barrios, he actually faced the Orioles twice in the month of September, 12 innings, 15 hits allowed, four earned runs. Yeah, the 537 ERA, again, 120 innings pitched here is going to be my benchmark. That's the fifth highest among those pitchers, his ERA, that 537. The elite group, Greg, of Patrick Corbin, Chad Cool, Austin, Austin Gomber and Chris Bubich, these dudes all with the highest ERAs here. Now, if you do want to target Dean Kramer, I like over walks prop. Again, 11 walks in his last three starts. He didn't really pitch all that well against the Red Sox. So if recency bias is something you want to consider here, two home runs he gave up in the Red Sox in his last start. So yeah, Greg, I'm totally in agreement with you. I would be on the over in this spot. Yep, I do think that the Orioles, they're doing for some positive progression, as I like to call it, with men in scoring position as well after what we saw against the New York Yankees as well as joining me on the podcast. We do have Christian. He does a great job over at Monumental Sports Network. And when it comes to taking a look at games that are going to have quite a bit of meaning on Monday, I do think that because you were talking about the St. Louis Cardinals a little bit earlier, you probably want to be looking at a lot of National League games because the Brewers and the Phillies, they're still very much up for that final wild card spot, which I just think that this has been the saddest playoff race that we've ever seen. It's sort of one of these... No, you take the final wire card spot. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm watching my figure. You can have it. Now, here, I will hand it back to you on a silver platter. And, well, it looks like the Phillies might be finally taking control after the Brewers. They lost in 12 innings against the Miami Marlins. And now we've got Brandon Woodruff as a massive favorite against an Arizona Diamondbacks team that I think gauging motivation this time of year is very, very hard to do. But the Arizona Diamondbacks, just night in and night out, they've been giving you a very good, honest effort. They're trotting out their Tommy Henry, and I'm right now seeing as high as plus $2 on the years of the Diamondbacks. And with the Brewers having to go 12 innings against the Miami Marlins and losing that game, that taxes their bullpen. And I think that how you have to look at this bet is pretty much how you think Brandon Woodruff is going to do because the Brewers, they're pretty much out of bullpen pieces at this point. And 
I honestly think if you like the Brewers, rather than laying a minus 215 to a minus 220, perhaps take a look at a total oats prop with Brandon Woodruff, him to be able to record a win because the only way that the Brewers are going to be able to make the postseason is if Brandon Woodruff provides a whole bunch of innings on Monday because this bullpen is gassed. Yeah, the thing about targeting Brandon Woodruff, can you totally trust him even against this Diamondbacks team as far as hard contact percentage is concerned out of those 100 pitchers who have gone 120 innings? He is 25th, 31.5% hard contact right there. So when you have a Diamondbacks lineup that does have guys like Dalton Varsho who the OBP wasn't great there for a little bit this season, but this is a guy who's got power and is able to steal. Christian Walker is another nice piece there. That's still the Diamondbacks, and it's still Tommy Henry with a 5.98 ERA. So you think you would trust this Brewers team? You know, I've heard your podcast, Greg, and talking about these Brewers bats, and every time you rattle them off, I think to myself, and I even remember when you and I talked back in July, it's like, how with this core of hitters with Adamus, Yelich, Renfro, McCutcheon, Browdy Tellez, Mike Brasso had his moments there with Tampa Bay a couple of years ago having the clutch hitting. I just thought that they would be a better team here, but no, they've been losing, and now we see it where Philadelphia only needs one win or a Brewers loss, and Philadelphia is going to clinch that playoff spot. So to me, this is a tougher one because the Diamondbacks can be a pesky team, and then they can be a team that doesn't hit at all. I really like targeting this Philadelphia team to get the win on Monday and get that playoff spot. Now, Aaron Nola, somebody I like to target, top 15 as far as his K per nine. Only thing I'd caution is maybe looking at the overprop on, on his Ks. You know, he does have eight strikeouts in each of his last three starts, but only the Cardinals have struck out less post-all-star stuff, post All-Star break than the Astros have. You know, maybe look at his under walk prop as Corey Kluber, the only pitcher that has a lower walks per nine than Nola. And this Phillies team, top five OBP post All-Star break. This is a team that while Kyle Schwarber doesn't exactly get on base a ton, he's got the power. And I know Bryce Harper a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the Braves broadcast and they were talking about how he is just not the same Bryce Harper. Still has the power and a feared hitter in the middle of that lineup and they've got some good bats. Even Brandon Marsh hitting seventh has done a a pretty good job there too or you know somewhere around that range. Personally and when I'm looking at the Phillies and the Brewers now that the Padres have officially clinched I would rather take a shot at the Phillies especially targeting against Lance McCullers who we know his walks issues that he's had over the course of this season no doubt. But he did have 19 strikeouts in those two games and two earned runs in each of his last four starts. So I'd like the Phillies in this spot here. But, you know, McCullers maybe has done a little bit better. Yep, and I do think that that is going to be one to gauge as well because with Lance McCullers Jr., I think that he's doing for a little bit of regression as well because he's been giving out right around four walks per nine innings. He's been putting a lot of men on base. They have not been coming around to score, though. So I do think that that is something to gauge with this game as well. And then just taking a look at the entirety of the board and how teams are coming into playoff form, I still think that the Mets and the Braves are going to have a lot to play for. We're doing this prior to us knowing how the final game of that series went between the Braves and the Mets, but no doubt a big statement sent by the Atlanta Braves, regardless of if they win or lose on Sunday, with them being able to get to Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. I know both of these teams are a little bit TBD in terms of their starters, but going up against the Miami Merlins and the Washington Nationals, respectively, you've got to feel like both of these teams are going to be able to get the job done, and it really comes down to which of these teams stubs their toe the final few days of the regular season as to who's going to be getting that division because both of these teams are going to have a lot to play for because whoever does not win 
the division. They do have to play in that wild card round, and you know that that's going to be a big deal for both of these teams. Yeah, game one Friday, and it's going to be right now as we're recording in St. Louis, Atlanta, New York. We'll see how that plays out. As far as Atlanta goes, I was watching that game against the Mets Saturday night, and Kyle Wright, he allowed all that traffic in the first inning, and the Mets really not able to capitalize and put a lot of runs on the board. And then I'm thinking to myself as I'm seeing these relievers come in for Atlanta, guys like Chavez, I mean, ageless at this point. Iglesias coming over from the Angels, how outstanding he's been. This is a Braves team. If you're not ahead after the first four or five innings, and that's a tough ask when you've got such an outstanding rotation over on that side. Now, what are we going to get at Spencer Strider when it comes to the postseason remains to be seen here. But even if it's a guy like Max Fried on the other side or right, as I talked about here, who was leading Major League Baseball and wins, Braves are a tough team here. But, you know, and I know the Mets, too, post-All-Star break, they've got the highest team on base percentage here. But again, Greg, you know, we've talked about this, you and I, the concerns when it comes to injuries. Now it's a blister for Jacob DeGrom and doesn't sound like he's too worried about it. But I mean, if you're a Mets fan or a Mets backer, when it comes to the futures market, I'd be concerned. I mean, once again, here we go with injury concerns now. Taiwan Walker is somebody who is a strong pitcher there, no doubt. Cookie Carrasco, we're going to see him on Monday pitching against the Washington Nationals. This needs to be a start where he dominates this team, where you know, you've had Nelson Cruz, a power bat at his age, been sitting and just overall as a whole with this national team. What do I even say? They're 55 and 103. They're not a good baseball team here. But I really like still in the National League. It's still the Dodgers to me. Really looking forward to watching Tony Gonsolin. What did Dave Roberts say that he should be pitching? What? three innings or so, wants to stretch him out to four so he can pitch in a role in the NLDS. Um, but but as a whole, with, with Arias and Kershaw and Tyler Anderson, another good start. The Dodgers, to me, are the team I'm still torn. I know it's chalk, but in the National League, they're the best. They're at pretty much everything, even their bullpen, too, has been strong. You, you, you know, a couple of warts here and there, but overall, I'm really looking forward to seeing Gonson. He led the, what, National League with a 2-1-0 ERA. You know, he wasn't qualified over the leaderboard and hit the I.O. with that right forearm strain, but going up against the Rockies team, he should dominate them. And he's just done a great job of preventing traffic as well. You were talking about that with Kyle Wright and how he allowed so many men against the New York Mets to reach base. Gonsolin has been the absolute opposite this year. Maybe a tad bit lucky towards the beginning part of the season, but as we know, when you pitch in L.A., very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark, especially during the nighttime, and he has been able to thrive on that. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Chris Sheehan, and when it comes to just gauging the American League picture as well, because I know that you've got the L.A. Dodgers as your top team, but I do think that in terms of a team being able to dethrone the Dodgers in the National League, I see that being a little bit more likely than a team dethroning the Astros in the American League. I just take a look at the American League picture, and the Yankees have played a little bit better, but I feel like the gap between the Astros and the Yankees is bigger than that than, say, the Atlanta Braves and the L.A. Dodgers and how they are in the National League. I just take a look at the American League picture, and no doubt, could I see the Astros bowing out a little bit early? Sure. I think it's less likely that the Astros don't make the World Series, though, rather than the L.A. Dodgers, just because I think that the Astros, head and shoulders, a top team in the American League. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. If we're looking at it, for me, with the Astros, it's just a matter of... I, being a Washington Nationals, uh, somebody who covered the team for a minute, watching Dusty Baker 
Love the dude, love his candor post-game, but his teams notoriously haven't exactly gone to the pinnacle of that mountaintop there, so we'll see exactly how he does when it comes to managing. If Verlander runs into some traffic, if he battles some arm fatigue here, how's that going to go? But but still, when you look at the Astros rotation, when you have Framber Valdez and the quality starts run, he went on. Gotta love guys like Luis Garcia there, too. I really like as a dark horse team here, and I don't even think you can really even call them dark horse based on the run they've gone on in September, but the Cleveland Guardians is a team that steals the most bases. Jose Ramirez near that 30 home run mark. Even guys like Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez. Ahmed Rosario, did you think when they were making these deals, trading with the Mets, that they had just be able to look and see, hey, we're going to be all right here. We don't need to dish out 350 mil for a shortstop. We can acquire the pieces to still compete here. And this has been a rotation with guys like Tristan McKenzie. I know who's going to be pitching on Monday and Shane Bieber, who's just been a model of consistency there, too. And the bullpen with Class A, this is just not a team that I would want to face in a short series. Tampa Bay is somebody who I liked. I go back and forth on the Rays in this whole race here, Greg. On one hand, we know how good their bullpen's been in some of their pieces. On the other hand, too, if Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena aren't hitting, can we really trust on Isak Paredes and then Yandy Diaz battling that shoulder injury? Uh, there was that like incident with Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena getting some, some sort of an argument. They seemed like they were partying pretty good, dumping champagne on each other when they clinched the playoff <laughs> spot. But I still kind of wonder about the Rays a little bit. So for me, I would say my concentrated futures market bets as we head into the postseason. Still Astros, which is chalk, but, but I really like the Guardians at a longer price to maybe make it to the World Series. And with the Guardians as well, what they've got going for their offense is that they strike out the fewest times on a per-game basis, need a little bit of power. They're on the bottom five in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, which does have me have my trepidations on them. But certainly, the Guardians have been playing amazing baseball down the stretch, and a guy that has been doing an amazing job down the stretch, and a guy that just has been killing it in terms of every single market. That'd be you, Chris. You're doing a great job in terms of the MLB. You're doing a nice job when it comes to college football. I know you're doing a lot in terms of the NFL as well. list goes on and on. You cover a little bit of everything and do so also well. So love the good people at home. No, they're able to follow you on social media and everything that you've got going on in general. Monumental Sports Network is where you can find our show by the book alongside Meg McDonald. We're on 5 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern time at the Caesar Sportsbook in Washington, D.C. And yes, Sportsbook's been getting packed out with baseball coming closer to the postseason. So get on down if you're in the D.C. area. And before you make your bets, make sure to listen to this baseball betting show. No one breaks it down better game by game than Greg. So I'm always fortunate to be on, Greg. Thanks for having me. And Chris, I always love having you aboard as Chris does an absolutely amazing job taking a look at the game of baseball and really does a great job in terms of so many markets because I'm not necessarily a college football guy. He is. He's been doing a great job with regards to his college football bets. In terms of his baseball bets, he does it all, and he always delivers great insights on this podcast, much like he did today. So a big thanks to Chris for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson family of podcasts. And coming up next, it is that time of podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It's always great to get Chris Sheehan on the show. He does a great job over at the Monumental Sports Network doing the show by the book every Monday through Friday. He has joined me quite a bit throughout the baseball season. Always does a great job of lending great insights when it comes to the game that we love. So, big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast that I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at unit underscore 81. We're going to be going in Las Vegas rotation order. This is where we go with the National League games first. And the American League games, any interleague games, those are going to be at the bottom. That'll keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy. We've got a few TBD starters, and really up until the playoffs, we're probably going to be getting quite a few of these, unfortunately. So I will do my best with these, but just know that there's going to be a few more changes these last few days of the regular season because we got teams that are making tea times, and they're just looking for who's going to be able to fill the last few days of the season. Then we got teams that have clinched that 
they're looking to rest some guys as well. So let's start with a game that is off the board in 9:51, 9:52 on the betting board. It is the Pittsburgh Pirates. They are going to be playing against the St. Louis Cardinals. It is going to be Mitch Keller for the Pittsburgh Pirates. We don't know if it's going to be Miles Michaelis or not for St. Louis, which is why this game is off the board. If it is Mr. Miles Michaelis, I set the Cardinals minus 188 favorites with a minus 122 mark on the run line and a total of 7.8 to where 7.5 or less, I'd be looking at an over and 8 or higher. I would be taking a look at the under and also when it comes to games that are off the board, that makes it tough for the DK Nation big because there are some games I might wind up very much liking when it's all said and done, but earned to write up something with no numbers on it. But when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals, I do think that they should be sizable favorites because even if you do not get Miles Wankless, what you are going to be getting is Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. A pair of guys with a combined 65 home runs. Arenado hitting about a 290. Goldschmidt hitting above a 315. Brendan Donovan has done a solid job moving the line, hitting about a 280. And post-all-star break, Albert Pools and Corey Dickerson have both been absolutely incredible. Both of these guys hitting well above a 300 in that time span as well with Pools. He's had 16 home runs since the all-star break. That's more than one home run every 10 at-bats. It has been very, very fun to take a look at. And then Tommy Edmond, he does a good job moving the line over 30 stolen bases. He's been able to body 265. Even someone like Lars Newpar is able to get on base as well. And then for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the offense has been a little bit all over the place. They were able to bust out for seven runs against the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. But, I mean, it's really all about Brian Reynolds at this point. 27 home runs. He's been able to hit 260. Got quite a few guys at the bottom of the fold that they just have a tough time moving the line. They pick up Miguel Andujar, and I'm very curious to see how he fares with this team. They've been not getting a lot out of Michael Chavis recently. I will say Oñel Cruz, coupled with someone in Jack Swazinski, a combined 35 home runs from these two guys. And Cruz is up to hitting about a 230 over the last 30 days, has been hitting about a 275. But when you've got someone like Swazinski, Jason DeLay, Josh Van Meter, Gregory Allen, Bly Medeiros, all these guys, and a 225 or lower. It does make things rough. Kevin Newman has been able to 275, but this is really a shaky Pirates bullpen to say the least. J.C. Young has been able to supply a sub-3 ERA. And Junior Fernandez, who came over, ironically enough, from St. Louis, he's actually been able to supply a sub-3 ERA as well. But guys like Yohan Ramirez, Robert Stevenson, Manny Benuelos, these guys have an ERA that is north of a 450. Not great. The St. Louis Cardinals, they've got them completely outgunned, even with Genesis Cabrera on the injured list. Ryan Helsley has been able to supply a sub-2 ERA, been able to get some very good production. And Chris Trant, since he's come over from the Pirates, posting up about a 3 ERA along Giovanni Gallegos. And if you do get Miles Michaelis, he's had his difficulties when he has been on the road. And this is a very strange case in which both of these teams were playing in St. Louis. Now they're playing on the road. So, very curious. But with Michaelis, 413 road ERA compared to a 238 home ERA, has been giving up a little bit over a home run per nine innings. But fewer than two walks per nine innings. And then for Mitch Keller, he's really been able to come into his own recently. A buck 80 ERA across his last five starts, giving up just one home run over the course of his last 30 innings. Walks are still an issue. He's been giving up about three and a half walks per nine innings in this time. And overall for the season, has been issuing closer to about four walks per nine innings, but still has been able to do a solid job keeping the ball in the yard. His swing and miss stuff seems to be going up just a tad. So in this circumstance of Michaelis versus Mitch Keller, would be making the total seven and a half or less to the over, eight or higher to the under, and the Cardinals minus 188 on the money line, minus 122 on the run line, 953 and 
9.54 on the betting board. It is the Cubs. They are on the road facing off against the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, we are on to Cincinnati, and they're on to Hunter Green getting the start. And Hayden Wozneski is going to be on the bump for the Cubbies. 7.5 to 8 is the total. On the 8, under is minus 125. The over is plus 105. On the 7.5, over is minus 115. The under is minus 105 with the Reds. Between minus 130 and minus 135 favorites. Between plus 115 and plus 120 is the number on the Cubs. Needed pretty much at least even money on the Cubs to fire in. I made this a relative pick'em game with the Cubs being the slightest of slight favorites at minus 102, so being able to get a plus price, I am in on them. Hayden Wozniski has looked very good in a small sample size. He's made a couple starts and a long relief appearance or two, giving up three home runs in 27 innings. When he was at the minor league level, he had good command, and he has shown that thus far. His walks per nine rate, that is about 1.8, so I have been highly impressed by what I've seen out of him thus far. 3-1 record, and for Hunter Green, He's come off the injured list, and he's looked very good. In his three starts since coming off the injured list, he has won a combined 17 innings, giving up three runs, just two of which were earned, and he's lessened the walks a little bit as well. Six walks in this time span, and he's also been able to do a good job with the swing and miss of 29 punch-outs. A big thing for him is just command, because overall for the season, he has been issuing right around about 3.6, 3.7 walks for nine innings, and that has led a little bit to giving up the deep ball as well. The lack of command means that he's not... Missing too many barrels as a result. He's given up about 1.7 to 1.8 home runs per nine innings. But when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds, just very much a top-heavy lineup. Donovan Solano's been able to about a 285 for the team. Stuart Fairchild, since he's come over to the Reds, has been able to about a 275 along Alejo Lopez. And then you got the guys in the middle like Jake Fraley, Matt Reynolds, Kyle Farmer, Jonathan India hitting in that fold of about a 248 to a 260, and then you've got someone like TJ Fredell hitting about a 240, but not a lot of firepower in them for the Chicago Cubs. They do get back Wilson Contreras, and they finally busted out for some runs, and this is a white-hot Cubs team. They are now 10-1 in their last 11 games, and this is another circumstance where these two teams played in Chicago yesterday. Now they're going to be playing in Cincinnati today, so equal travel on both sides, but when it comes to the Cubs, you do have Nico Horner, C.A. Suzuki, Ian App, lying between about a 269 to a 282. They do a good job of moving the line. Contreras, he's got about a 345 on base. You've been able to have 26 home runs out of Patrick Wisdom. Has been very much a strikeout guy. Guys towards the bottom of the fold, like a Nelson Velasquez, P.J. Higgins, Zach McKinstry. They need to pick it up a little bit, but I do like what I'm seeing out of this Cubs bullpen right now. Someone like Emmanuel Rodriguez has been able to supply about a three ERA. Brandon Hughes has been able to deliver some good innings. And for the Cincinnati Reds, got a pair of guys in Francisco Cruz along with Alexis Diaz. Then have been able to supply a sub two ERA. Buck Farmer since he also break a sub three ERA. Ravier Sam Martin has actually been halfway decent since joining the bullpen. He was a failure of a starter. So I did sell my toilet at 8.3 just because it is a very much a hitter's ballpark in this spot. So I'm going to be taking a look at the over. Wozniski, he's going to give up a little bit of contact and under green. He has shown that he is going to give up the deep ball quite a bit as well. So looking at the over and being able to get a plus price with the Cubs, going to be fired in there as well. 9.55, 9.56 on the betting board. It is the Atlanta Braves. They're on the road facing off against the Miami Marlins. Asus Lazardo is going to be going for the fish. And to be determined is on the bump for the Atlanta Braves. It is looking like we are going to be getting Bryce Elder in the spot. And if we get Elder versus Lazardo, set the Braves as a minus 153 favorite on the money line. And... A total of a 6.7 to where 6.5 or less, I'd be taking a look at the over at a 7 or higher to the under. Bryce Elder became the first rookie of the Braves to throw a complete game since, I believe, 1990. His last time out going 
Nine complete innings against Washington Nationals, and this guy's actually been really, really good. Now, his last four starts have all come against the Marlins and the Washington Nationals, but you know what? He's going up against the Marlins again, so you know what? That holds true here, but he's given up a combined two earned runs in his last four starts, and it's what, five and two-thirds innings or greater in every one of them. He's a guy that is going to give you a little bit of swing and miss, right around seven and a half to eight strikeouts. Per nine innings, the walks per nine rate is right around four. So the command is a little bit of an issue. So I don't think that he's going to be pitching another complete game. But he's actually got some relatively good stuff. He's not going to be a guy that the Braves are most likely going to be looking at in the postseason this season. But in future years, you've got a lot of upside there. And then for Asel Cesardo, he has been very solid as well. Two runs of fewer surrendered. And now four out of his last five starts. He's got good swing and miss stuff. As overall for the season, Mr. Lazardo has been able to give you about 10.3, 10.4 strikeouts per nine innings. He's actually been significantly worse at home rather than on the road. A 495 home area compared to a 264 road area, which doesn't make a lot of sense. He's given up less than home run per nine innings, but he does have to go up against this very fearsome Atlanta Braves team that it is just locked, loaded, ready for bear as you've got a guy in Mr. Austin Riley hitting about a 275, 38 home runs as he, Ronald Acuna Jr., William Contreras, Travis Darnell, only between about a 268 to 280. And then you've got Michael Harris, the second. He's been hitting a 300. He's been terrific. Von Grisham, when he's been out there, he's been hitting nearly a 300. Now, guys like Eddie Rosario, Marcel Zuna, they leave a little bit of something to be desired, but really still not a lot of breaks with regards to the San Atlanta Braves lineup. And then for the Braves, Rossi Iglesias, a sub-1 ERA since he has come over with the team. Kenley Jansen is your biggest liability in this bullpen, but A.J. Minter, a 2 ERA. Colin McHugh, a sub-3 ERA. Dylan Lee has been able to do a solid job. And for the Miami Marlins, if there is one thing that is going to be ailing this team, it is that they did have to go into their bullpen very deep, but now they're also catching the Atlanta Braves coming off of Sunday Night Baseball as well. And teams coming off of Sunday Night Baseball have been big giant fades all season long, as I believe that they were going into last week 11-17. and 17. I would need to check how they did last week, because I think that there was a split on those, but I mean, teams coming off of Sunday Night Baseball, they have not been too terrific now, I will say this. For the Miami Marlins, they have not been too terrific on offense all season long. The good news is they get back AC Sanchez as he and Brian De La Cruz have been able to supply a combined 24 home runs this season, but when those are your top guys, you know that it's not really going well. Gary Cooper has been able to buy a 260, but now he's banged up. Brian De La Cruz, to his credit, he's saying above a 275 over the last 30 days for the team. Guys like Nick Fortes, Miguel Rojas, Josh Birdie, they're hitting about a 235, which that provides a little bit of help, but for the Miami Marlins, they are going to be dealing with that very tired bullpen, and Stephen Oker currently being on the injured list, that does hurt them quite a bit, so they're going to be looking to someone like uh, Jake Fishman, who's been able to provide about a 3-4 ERA. Jeff Brigham is able to fill a few innings as well, and I do think that Aso Cesardo is going to be able to give a relatively good start, so set the Braves as minus 153 favorites in this ordeal, plus 118 or greater is what I would need to lay a run and a half with them, and in my total 6.7, so 6 half or less looking over 7 or higher to the under. 957-958 on the bank board. It is the Washington Nationals. They are going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against the New York Mets as Corey Ebbett gets a start for the Nationals and right now, according to ESPN, it is going to be one Carlos Cookie Carrasco who's going to be going for the Mets. Right now, the betting board says to be determined, so we have no numbers up on this game, but if we do get Ebbett against Carrasco, it's going to be hard to fade this Mets team coming off of Sunday Night Baseball because this is a t- game that they are going to need 
for their, well, divisional lives. I set them as a minus 277 favorite on the money line and a 7.8 total. So 7.5 or less looking at the over 8 or higher to the under. I recognize that this is a national team that actually has been a little bit pesky recently. And when Corey Abbott started against the Mets the last time, he was able to get the job done. But, well, it has not been great in games in which Corey Abbott has pitched in as the Washington Nationals have lost each other their last five, and they are 1-9 in his last 10 games pitched in, with a lone outlier being when he was able to get an inning against the New York Mets about a month or so ago. So, not too terrific, and ironically enough, the team has won two games since the All-Star break that Abbott has pitched in, and both have been against the New York Mets, so go figure there, but for Abbott, a 688 ERA on the road. On the road, he's given up seven home runs in 17 innings with opponents hitting a 3 of 3 off of him. 5-11 ERA overall for the season. It's been deplorable. And if you do get Carlos Carrasco, he's been better at home than on the road. 457 road ERA, 352 home ERA. Given up 0.75 home runs per nine innings at home with fewer than three walks per nine innings. That is subject to a little bit of change, so I won't go too much further on that. But when it comes to the Mets, you know that they're going to be throwing out their, their A-list lineup. They are missing Starling Marte, and I do think that that's a big thing for them, but they still have Marcana, Brandon Nimmo, Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, all guys sitting between about a 262 and 275. Lindor up to north of 100 RBI and 25 home runs. Alonso, 40 bombs, north of 130 RBI for him, so he's been able to do a solid job. We have seen guys like Daniel Vogelback, Taylor Naquin, since they've come into the fold. They've regressed a little bit recently, but you still have a solid Mets bullpen, which Seth Lugo has been able to provide a sub-3 ERA for since the All-Star break. Not having out there Tommy Hunter has hurt this team a little bit, but Adam Anovino is sub-3 ERA. Trevor May has been up and down all season long. Not someone that I necessarily trust in too much, but you still got Edwin Diaz to be able to close games out. And for the Washington Nationals, I do think that they're going to play a little bit of a lower scoring game in this one because their bullpen has been very good as well. Carl Edwards Jr. along with Hunter Harvey are providing a sub-3 ERA. Rasmo Ramirez, he's got right around a 3 ERA. Mason Thompson has been acting up a little bit recently, but overall for the year, right around a 3.30 ERA. And for the Washington Nationals, we have seen the offense be able to do some nice things throughout the season, though. They've been regressing a little bit aside from game one of that double dip that we got on Saturday. You do have Joey Manessis, who has been just remarkable for this team. He has been able to supply a home run every about 18 or so at bats, hitting at 325. That has been great to see. And then you've got C.J. Abrams, Lane Thomas, Cesar Hernandez, only between about a 245 to a 250. Luke Voigt in the Nationals uniform has been hitting about a 250. He's been able to slug out north of 20 home runs this year. Eliomar Vargas has been solid along with Luis Garcia. So I do think that the Nationals are going to be able to put up a few runs on Carlos Carrasco, but I think that Carrasco is going to be able to do a solid job in a little bit of a pitcher's park. And Corey Abbott just has been terrible on the road all season long. And, well, a Nationals team that they played a double dip on Saturday. Well, good news is they got a little bit of a rake with the rain on Sunday, but still, even though the Mets are coming out of Sunday Night Baseball, I've got them as a very sizable favorite. I'm willing to lay up to minus 140 on that run line, 277 on the money line, and 7.5 for less looking at the over, and 8 or higher to the under. 9.59960 on the betting board. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks and they are on the road facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers as Brandon Woodruff is going to be going for the crew and Tommy Henry is on the bump for Arizona. 7.5 is the total. Unders between minus 120 to a minus 125. The overs between even and plus 105. And with the crew, they are between minus 215 and minus 220 favorites. Between plus 185 and plus 
is the number on the Diamondbacks. Needed at least a plus 195 to fire in on the Diamondbacks, and we have been able to get there. Now with the Brewers, their run line is between even money and minus 110, and if we see this go up in terms of the Arizona Diamondbacks, going to more like a plus 175 or so, then I'd be looking a little bit more at the run line, but I like this false price that I'm getting because the Brewers, they had to completely burn through their pen yesterday, and I recognize that Brandon Woodruff has been incredible for this Milwaukee Brewers team, and as a matter of fact, he's been really the only guy that has been able to get the Milwaukee Brewers a victory. The team has won each out of his last four starts, and if you want to go back a little bit further, they're 8-2 in his last 10 starts as he's got a buck 98 home ERA, 8-0 record at home. He has given up about one home run per nine innings at home, but he's been rock solid, getting about 11 strikeouts per nine innings, but I just take a look at this Milwaukee Brewers team, and they are in very, very poor form right now. They have scored three runs or fewer, and now each out of their last four games, all at home, and if you want to go back a little bit further in six out of their last seven because they're an all-or-nothing team. They've got a trio of guys that will be able to slug out at least 28 home runs. Willie Adams, Rowdy Tellez, Hunter Renfro, they've been able to do a nice job, and they have a couple guys that are hitting right around about a 255 to 245. Christian Yelich, you're able to throw in there. Chase Peterson is just below that. Colton Wong, Hunter Renfro, but you could use a little bit more. Mike Brasso has been able to buy a Disney five, but he hasn't gotten too many at best, along with Garrett Mitchell. And once again, for the Milwaukee Brewers, bullpen is tanked. If you're looking at the Brewers in this spot, I would say even beyond like a run line, take a look at somebody like Brandon Woodruff to record a win over his outspot because that's really what you're going to need because they completely burned through the pen yesterday. You still have Devin Williams who's going to be available for this game. He's been able to supply the sub-2 ERA this season. Peter Strzelski has been solid sub-3 ERA, but guys like Trevor Gott, Hobie Milner, someone like a Matt Bush, Brad Boxberger, these guys are going to be unavailable for this game. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, if you've got Trevor with this team, it is that the bullpen has been relatively terrible. Joe Bantaply has been able to supply a sub-3 ERA, but really past that, you've got so many guys like a Mark Belanson, Luis Frias, Kevin Ginkle. These are guys that you really don't want to be trusting in too much. And for the years in the Diamondbacks, they get about 0.85 home runs per game at home. More like 1.3 home runs per game when they've been on the road as Christian Walker and Dalton Varsho have been a very dynamic duo. Combined 63 home runs out of these two gentlemen. They're both hitting about a 240. And then you've got Keitel Marte also hitting about a 240. Jake McCarthy, Stone Garrett, both of these guys are hitting north of a 280 for the team. Corbin Carroll has been able to pick it up. He and Josh Ross hitting between about a 260. 270. The Brewers just don't have those guys. They're able to move the line. And Tommy Henry yeah, has been a little bit all over the place since coming up to the big league bubble. He's got some relatively solid stuff about seven and strikeouts per nine innings. Has been giving up about 1.8 home runs per nine innings. So he is going to need to rein that in on the road. Four home runs surrendered in 19 and two-thirds innings. But I do think that he's going to be able to come in, deliver a relatively professional start against the Brewers team that I think that they're going to get a little bit more offense going against Henry, but I also do think that the Diamondbacks can get to Brandon Woodruff for a shot or two, and well, with the Brewers, I do fear that they're going to leave Brandon Woodruff out there a little bit too long because they're just flat out going to need to. I set my total a little bit north of eight, so I'm going to be taking a look at the over with the Diamondbacks. Need at least a plus 185 to take a shot on them, and we have gotten there. 961-962 on the betting board. It is the San Francisco Giants on the road facing off against the San Diego Padres says Joe Musgrove is going to be going for the pods. For the Giants, it looks like it's going to be a bullpen game. So this is one that is presently off the board. Who is going to be starting this bullpen game for the Giants? We do not know at this point, but I mean, whether it's like John Brevy, uh, Scott Alexander is starting each out of the last two games for the Giants. It's really not going to vary too much. I've got the Padres as a minus 196 favorite on the money line. I'm willing to lay up to about a minus 104 on the run line and case of which 
with the total. Set it at 7.875 or less, looking at an over 8 or higher to the under. Joe Musgrove has been a little bit hit or miss here towards the back half of the season, though. It seems like he's starting to round into form. Hasn't been delivering as much length recently. Five and a third innings or fewer in four out of his last five starts, but just one run allowed over the course of his last three starts. He's been able to do a solid job all season long of not issuing free passes. About two walks per nine innings. The strikeouts per nine rate, that is a nine. So he's been able to do a solid job on that front. 306 home area, 301 roadie area. So has been relatively reliable. And for the Giants, this is a bullpen that is just starting to get completely used up because, I mean, they've had to use bullpen game after bullpen game after bullpen game. And the guys that they've been trotting out there have been solid, but Alex Young was used up for 30-plus pitches yesterday. John Brebbia, 17 pitches. You have Camilo Duvall and Jarrell Conway had to come into the game yesterday. These are your really four guys that have below a 320 ERA. So that's a little bit of an issue. They're now using Shelby Miller for innings. Scott Alexander had to start back-to-back games. So not too terrific on that front. Good news is it is a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark in San Diego. But you got to figure that someone like Junior Marte might need to eat up some Innings along Sean Hegelet, who's been posting up not necessarily the world's greatest numbers himself. And for the San Francisco Giants, you do have guys that are able to do an okay job of being able to supply a little bit of power. As you've had Jock Peterson hit right around about a 270. He's been able to slug out about 23 home runs this season. So he's been able to do a solid job on that front end. You've got 19 bombs and right around a 320 on base out of Warmer Flores as well. But you've seen a lot of underachievement with this team. Mikey Stremski sitting below a 225. Joey Bart has not been able to produce for the team. Warmer Flores, he's still, even with the on base, hitting about a 230 as well. So you've had your issues on that front. And for the San Diego Padres, they're in the bottom five of the National League in terms of runs scored on a per game basis. You're starting to get a little bit more out of this team, but. And it very much has varied with this team as for the San Diego Padres. Yesterday, they were unable to get anything generated whatsoever as you've got guys like Juan Soto, Derrickson Profar, Jake Cronenworth, Hassam Kim, Austin Nola, Jorge Alfaro, all in between about a 238 to a 250. And you're not getting a lot of power out of a lot of these guys. Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, who they all picked up at the trade deadline. Nobody out of this trio is hitting above eight home runs or a 250. It's been all about Manny Machado. Think about a 295, 30-plus home runs. And for the Padres, they're still without Nobel Christmas in the bullpen. You've been able to have Luis Garcia do a very solid job along with Robert Suarez, both of these guys, are supplying a 320 ERA or better. And I will say, Josh Hader has been able to pick it up a little bit recently. So, that has been a good sign. Tim Hill is able to give you a sub-3 ERA. So, I do think that Joe Musgrove is going to be able to land a relatively solid start. Padres are starting to pick it up a little bit more in terms of their bullpen. And for the Giants, they've been a little bit all over the place. So... Made the Padres a favorite of minus 196. In terms of the run line, we'll end up to a minus 104. And 7 after less, looking at the over 8 or higher to the under 963, 964 on the betting board. It is the Colorado Rockies on the road facing off against the LA Dodgers. Tony Gonsolin is going to be going for the Dodgers. Jose Yerenia is going to be on the bump for Colorado. 8 is the total over and under, both at minus 110. With the Dodgers there between minus 325 and minus 340 favorites. Between plus 280 and plus 290 is the number on the Rockies. And you're taking a look at the run line. It's between minus 155 and minus 160 on the Dodgers. And we've just gotten to a point of no return. I needed at least a plus 275 to take a shot on the Rockies. And we have gotten there. Tony Gonsolin probably only going to throw three, maybe four innings in this spot if things go just completely to plan. And I mean, for Tony Gonsolin, he's 16-1 and this season. He's done a great job of being able to control the hits. 
If you take a look at Tony Gonsolin, though, his fielding independent is nearly a full point higher than his ERA. He has been getting very, very lucky on the balls in play because it's not like he's been a supreme strikeout guy or anything like that. About eight strikeouts per nine innings, which that's solid. And the command is there, 2.6 to 2.7 walks per nine innings. But at home, opponents are a buck 51 off of him, despite his strikeouts per nine rate being about a seven and a half. That is being very charmed. And for Jose Urania, he's actually picked it up recently. He's given up two earned runs or fewer in each out of his last four starts, giving up one home run in his last five starts, two walks or fewer in four out of his last five starts, and he's gotten five plus strikeouts in three out of his last four. So he's actually been pitching a little bit better. If you take a look at him overall for the season, he's pitched better at home than he has on the road. 614 home ERA compared to a 440 ERA on the road, giving up three home runs in 47 innings when he is on the road. The walks per nine rate being about 4.3. That is not too terrific, but He's been able to pick it up a tad and well, for the Colorado Rockies, this is not a great bullpen, to say the least. But you know what? They were able to get the job done yesterday. They do have someone in Nelson Lamette who's been able to give you some good innings. Alex Colomay has been going straight down the toilet pole. Jake Bird has had his issues as well. But you do take a look at this Colorado Rockies team, and they do have Jose Iglesias back in the fold. He's been hitting about a 300 on the road, which is big because this is a Colorado Rockies bunch that they have a lot of guys that they don't hit so well on the road. They get about 1.1 home runs per game in Colorado on the road that shrinks to about 0.6 and the batting average that falls by about 40 points take a look at someone like a Randall Gritchick for example he's hitting at 260 for the season at home he has been hitting about a 307 a 207 on the road CJ Crone 29 home runs this season 22 of them have come at home and for the LA Dodgers you tell that they're resting some guys they had Mookie Betts get the day off yesterday you still have so many guys they're able to slug it out though Justin Turner along with Gavin Lux and that fold about a 282 290 Trey Turner Freddie Freeman both of these guys hitting north of a 295 with Freeman hitting about a 325 as these two gentlemen Will Smith Max Muncy all between 20 and 24 home runs this season Betts gotta figure he's probably gonna be back in fold at some point it could be as early as Monday 35 home runs he's hitting at 270 that has been terrific and for the Dodgers you do have also a very good bullpen as well as it's really the unsung heroes that have been good all season long for this team Evan Phillips Alex Vesia throwing their Yancey Almonte Caleb Ferguson and in a Dodgers uniform only Chris Martin all supplying a sub 230 ERA so these guys have been rock solid but I do think we're getting a little bit out of whack. I do think that Tony Gonsolin is due in for a little bit of negative regression. So I did set my total at an 8.2. I'm going to look at the over in this spot. And when it comes to the Colorado Rockies, getting north of a plus 275, I'm willing to dive in and try to look at two in a row for the Colorado Rockies. 965-966 on the betting board. It is the Kansas City Royals. They're going to be on the road facing off against the Cleveland Guardians as Tudistin McKenzie is going to be going for the Guardians as Zach Ranke is on the bump for the Royals. And the Royals are underdogs of Eddie between plus 155 and plus 162. And with the Cleveland Guardians, it's anywhere between minus 175 and minus 187 as the total under is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Over is between even money and minus 105. If you're looking at the Guardians run line, it is between plus 115 and plus 120. I was going to lay a small number on the Cleveland Guardians run line, so getting plus money, so me up there because Zach Greinke has been pretty terrible on the road thus far this season. For Zach Greinke, he has given up 14 home runs as a whole thus far this season. 13 have come on the road, and he's pitched 66 innings at home and 65 innings on the road. So it's not like it's some sort of an innings ordeal in this circumstance, as his home ERA, buck 91, road ERA, 568. He's not getting any swings and misses this season. Fewer than six strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, the walks per nine rate, that is sub two as well. And for Tristan McKenzie on the flip side, about 2.3 walks per nine innings. He is giving up himself about 
2.2 home runs per nine innings, but many of those have been on the road. Out of his home run surrender, 25 in total, 18 have come on the road, so he has been significantly better when he has been in Cleveland, and the Guardians, they back him up with an absolutely magnificent bullpen as Trevor Steven, Nick Sandlin, Sam Hentages, Anjo De Los Santos, all these guys, a sub-3-2 ERA, and then Emmanuel Class, a James Karinczak, they have done their job, and for the Kansas City Royals, area itself a bullpen that, well, it has not been so great, as, as a matter of fact, dead last in the American League in terms of ERA, as You've had guys like Luke Weaver, Amir Garrett, Carlos Hernandez, both up north of a 5 ERA. And I will say for the Kansas City Royals, they do have some young guys that are starting it. Vinny Pascantino and Ed Alvarez are hitting above a 290. And then you've got guys like Drew Waters, Michael A. Taylor, Bobby Witt Jr., Salvador Perez, Nate Eaton, hitting between about a 252 to 265. Witt and Perez both have been able to supply 20-plus home runs this season. And for the Cleveland Guardians, they are in the bottom five of the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. But have so many guys that are moving the line for this team. Jose Ramirez, Andres Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, Will Brandon, all these guys are hitting at least a 270 for the team. Oscar Gonzalez, throw him into the fold as well. Ahmed Rosario, he's hitting about a 280. So these guys have been terrific, really, other than what you've been able to get out of Ramirez north of 115 RBI and 29 home runs. Not a lot of power, but these guys do a nice job moving the line. So I do think that the Cleveland Guardians, they should be able to get to Zach Greinke in this spot. I think that Tristan McKenzie going to be continuing to be terrific. And the weather, not necessarily the world's greatest out there in Cleveland right now, but I do think that they are going going to be able to get to Zach Granke and this terrible bullpen in the spot play a little station to station baseball to get the 7 over. I said my total is 7.2 so looking at that over and I'm looking at the run line of Cleveland 967, 968 on the betting board. It is in New York Yankees on the road facing off against the Walker Texas Rangers. Marty Perez is going to be going for the Rangers. Luis Severino is on the bump for the Yankees and the Yankees are favorites of between minus 142 and minus 145 between plus 125 and plus 130. The number on Texas. 7.5 to 8 is the total. On the 8, the under is minus 120. The over is even on the 7.5. The over is minus 120, and the under is even. Semi-total at 8.1. I'm going to be taking a look at the over, and need at least a plus 128 to fire in on Texas. And, well, we are back to backing Texas because you've had Martin Perez do a very solid job all season long for this Rangers team. He has had a career renaissance, a sub-3 ERA. Walks are starting to creep up a little bit more on Martin Perez, but still about 3 to 3.1 walks for 9 innings. has actually been a damn bit worse at home than he has been on the road, but not much. 302 home ERA, 286 ERA on the road, giving up about 0.53 home runs per 9 innings when he's been at home. So it has really been a nice season for him, and recently he's been able to do a solid job. And for Luis Severino, this is just his third start since the All-Star break coming back. He's allowed three runs in nine innings and came against the Pirates and on the road against the Toronto Blue Jays with four walks in between, nine strikeouts. So the swing and miss stuff is there. Command has not necessarily been there as much. And for the New York Yankees, it's a world of hurt in terms of bullpen. They had to use Chichi Gonzalez for a start yesterday. Ron Mandanakio left the game, so that is a big piece for this bullpen that's out of the fold. Aroldis Chapman just looked like hot mess, and they had to use up Lucas Lukey, who's got a sub-3 ERA on the bullpen as well. Clay Holmes is on SC, but himself towards the second half of the season, though. I do think that he's been able to round into form a little bit more as he's been able to supply a sub-3 ERA for the season. I actually really like what I've seen out of Lou Trevino in a Yankees uniform as in New York about a buck seventy-five ERA. So these are guys that are able to do the job, but 
Flip side for the Texas Rangers, Brock Burke, Matt Moore. They've been able to supply a sub-2-5 ERA along Jonathan Hernandez. You've been able to get some relatively solid innings as well out of someone like it, Jose Leclerc. And for the Texas Rangers, you've got four different guys that are giving you at least 24 home runs. Nate Lowe, Marcus Simeon, Adelise Garcia, Corey Seager. Seager has been able to slug out over 30 home runs thus far this season. The other guys, they're right in between 24 and 25. And you've had Nate Lowe hit above 300. Other of these guys, they're in between about a 245 to a 255. So they've on their part, Papa Thompson. He's hitting about a 270 towards the bottom of the lineup as well. And then for the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge just continues to be stuck on 61. And for the Yankees, it's been very hit or miss in terms of this offense as they put up eight runs on Saturday. But this is a lineup that they have now scored two runs or fewer in four out of their last eight games as they still have a lot of power in terms of the lineup as we got a pair of guys in Anthony Rizzo along with John Carlos Sand who have combined for 61 home runs this season. But both of these guys are below a 2 30 throwing their Aaron X and Josh Donaldson who have not been able to move the line as well. It's really been Glaber Torres who's provided a lot of protection hitting at 255, 24 home runs. And then you do have Isaiah Kinnair, Falafa, DJ Turned Up, LeMayu. Both of these guys hitting between about a 260 to 265. And I will say, you've been able to get a lot of production recently out of the young guy in Osvaldo Cabrera that has been called up as well. So I do think that the Yankees should be able to get to Martin Perez a little bit more in this spot. Perez has been a little bit lucky to keep the ball in the yard the way that he has. So it's not my tell at 8.1, but I do think that there's solid value here on the Rangers because I do think that they're going to be able to get to Luis Severino as well. So looking at the Rangers with a plus price and looking at the over. Now let's go to my DK Nation pick as it's 969-970 on the betting board. You've got the Toronto Blue Jays on the road facing off against the Baltimore Orioles as Dean Kramer is going to be on the bump for the Orioles and Jose Barrios is going to be going for Toronto. Eight is the total over and under both at minus 110 with the Orioles. It's between plus 115 and plus 120. Your plus price on them and between minus 130 and minus 135 is the number on the Toronto Blue Jays. We crashed and burned with the Orioles over on Sunday, but we're going to go back to it here on Monday with the Orioles. They have went two of their last 34 with men in scoring position. I think that we are doing for some positive progression there as the Orioles have still been able to move the line. This is still a relatively solid offense, and you know who's really good for helping out teams in a little bit of an offensive funk? A guy by the name of Jose Barrios, who has been absolutely terrible this season. A 530-70 area overall that goes to a 675 on the road. On the road, he's giving up more than two home runs per nine innings and an opponent's batting average of 313. And what's really wrong with Jose Barrios this season is that his swing and miss stuff is out. He's below eight strikeouts per nine innings. Typically, he's more of a nine strikeouts per nine inning guy. And the reason why I like the over a little bit more than the Orioles on the money line, because I see a little bit of value there. Needed pretty much any sort of a plus price to get there on Baltimore. We certainly have that in this ordeal. But with Dean Kramer, he's been a little bit lucky himself because with Dean Kramer, he's been getting about six strikeouts per nine innings. He puts the ball in play a whole heck of a lot, so I do have my issues on that front as well. He's got a fielding independent that doesn't necessarily match up with his ERA, and for Kramer, he's been able to do a very solid job at home as his home ERA, that is in the neighborhood about a 267 compared to a 363 road ERA. I do think that he is doing to give up a little bit more contact as he's only allowing 0.8 home runs per nine innings and three home runs of 57 and a third innings at home despite that low swing and miss rate when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays. They are the team that is able to do that as well as for the Blue Jays. You've got all sorts of guys that have been able to still get home runs as Boba Shed, Tasker Hernandez, George Springer, Matt Chapman, Vlager Jr. All at least 24 home runs for this team. 
The only guy that is sitting below a 265 at this point is Chapman, and he's got a 322 on base. Alejandro Kirk has been able to 290 for this team, even without someone like Lourdes Gurriel in the fold. We've had guys like Danny Jansen, Santiago Espino do a solid job as well, and recognize that Espino dealing with a little bit of injury issues as well, but it seems like he might be able to be back for the postseason for this team. We saw Remy Altapia hitting about a 260 as well. And then when it comes to the Baltimore Orioles, Anthony Santander, he's been able to slug out 33 home runs thus far this season. And you've just got a whole bunch of guys when it comes to this Orioles team. And in between about a 242-250, who I mentioned before in Santander, Ryan McKenna, Ramon Urias, Austin the Sayes kid, Ryan Malcastle, and then you've got Ailey Rushman with a 360 on base, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Stowers, and Gunnar Henderson in between about a 255 to 265 as well. So I do think that you're going to see some offensive fireworks in this game. And I do think that with the Toronto Blue Jays, their bullpen is going to be able to step up as you've had Anthony Bass be able to supply a sub-3 ERA this season. Then on top of that, you've got Tim Mesa, David Phelps, throw in there the closer in Jordan Romano, all providing a sub-3 ERA, Yumi Garcia as well. And for the Baltimore Orioles, bullpen has begun to regress with this team. Guys like Keegan Aiken, Joey Crebio. They've had rough goes of it, and for Crebio, I believe that he's now on the injured list because well, he just wasn't pitching very well. Dylan Tate, Cianel Perez, Felix Batista are supplying a sub-275 ERA, but we've seen that Orioles bullpen have a little bit of a rough go of it. Second half of the season, semi-total more around an 8.7, so the DK Nation pick is going to be on the over. You need pretty much any sort of a plus price to fire in on the Orioles, and we've gotten that as well. So looking Orioles and the DK Nation pick is on the over. 971-972 on the betting board. It is the Boston Red Sox playing us the Tampa Bay Rays. Tyler Glasnow is going to be going for the Rays, and Rich Hill is going to be on the bump for the Red Sox. And the Red Sox, they find themselves as home underdogs in this ordeal of anywhere between a plus 115 to a plus 120. Meanwhile, between minus 130 and minus 135 is the number on Tampa Bay. It is the total. The over is minus 115, and the under is minus 105. And when it comes to Tampa Bay Rays, I was willing to go up to a minus 144 with them. Tyler Glass now, he went three innings in his last start against the Cleveland Guardians. He gave up his solo home run along the way. I sort of expect something similar here. He might be able to go four innings, but he's pretty much an opener plus. He's not going to go five innings. He'll probably go three, maybe, maybe four innings. And for Tyler Glass now, he looked relatively solid in that first start against the Cleveland Guardians. His velocity is relatively good, and I do think that he's going to be able to hold the Boston Red Sox at bay for one probably more like one and a half turns throughout the lineup. And for the Boston Red Sox, you still have some power with regards to this lineup as Rafael Devers is hitting about a 290-27 home runs from him. But really, other than Tommy Pham, who's been able to slug out 17 home runs as well, you don't have a lot of other guys. They're able to go deep, though. You do have guys that are able to move the line in J.D. Martinez, Christian Arroyo, and Alex Verdugo, only between about a 270 to about a 285. You do have guys at the bottom of the fold like Yu Chang, Christian Wong, Bobby Dahlbeck, Kike Hernandez, running below 225. Tristan Casas has not necessarily been too terrific as well. But you do take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays, and either than Isaac Paredes and Randy Arozarena, you really don't have guys hitting for more than 12 home runs for the team, though with the Tampa Bay Rays, what you do have as well is guys that do a solid job of moving the line, which that can sometimes help you out, or as we saw in that series against the Houston Astros, just be very, very frustrating in general, as Juan Franco, Manuel Margot, Randy Arozarena, I mentioned before, in between about a 264 to a 280, Andy Diaz is back in the fold, he's got a 400 on base, and then Harold Ramirez, about a 305 batting average, but then past that, guys like G-Man Choi, Rene Pinto, who I mentioned before in Paredes. You're able to throw in their Taylor Walls. These are guys in a 230 or lower. But for the Tampa Bay Rays, you've got a pair of guys in Pete Fairbanks and Jason Adam providing a sub-2 ERA. JT Chargois has been able to do a solid job in the bullpen. And then Brooks Raley, he's got a sub-3 ERA as well for the Boston Red Sox. 
They are dead last in terms of bullpen ERA ever since the All-Star break as Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, Killebert, Franklin, Germany. These are all guys providing north of five ERA. John Shriver has been able to do a solid job all season long. He's got about a 2.30 ERA, but that said, it has not been good news for the Boston Red Sox, to say the least. I do think that this is going to wake up a Rays offense that has had a tough time being able to slide the deep ball. I'm going to take the Rays up to a minus 144 in this spot, so looking Rays if I tell it at 8.2 as well, so also going to be diving in on the over. 973, 974 on the betting board. The Chicago White Sox are going to be playing also the Minnesota Twins as Bailey Over goes for the Twins. Johnny Cueto is on the bump for the Sox, and the White Sox are between minus 118 to minus 125 favorites. Between plus 105 and plus 110 is your number on Minnesota. 70 is the total. The over is minus 120, and the under is even with the Southsiders, made them a minus 132 favorite. Johnny Cueto has had his struggles at home, which I find to be very intriguing because Chicago, it can be a ballpark in which the wind varies a little bit, but now that it's getting a little bit cooler, it's starting to be a little bit more pitcher-friendly as for Cueto, 394 home area compared to a 284 road area. And for Cueto overall for the season, he's only given up about 0.8 home runs per nine innings. If you take a look at the advanced numbers, things like fielding independent, it does show that he's probably been doing for a little bit of negative regression. I will say for Cueto, he's been able to do a great job in terms of the command, giving up only about two walks per nine innings, but about a 339 ERA in relation to a 380 fielding independent. And then for Bailey Ober, I just don't know what we're going to be able to get out of him because he missed much of the season being on the injured list. He's been mostly going five innings in his starts since coming off of the injured list. He has made three in total. He did go seven and third innings scoreless against the Chicago White Sox in a start in which everything pretty much went perfectly for him. I do think that he's probably not going to have quite that much success against the White Sox, but he's been able to do a very solid job since he came up of being able to have command fewer than two walks per nine innings allowed. He really gave up the deep ball in 2021, three bombs allowed in 51 innings thus far this season, and it's actually been a little bit better on the road. Three ERA on the road compared to a 338 ERA at home, and for the Minnesota Twins, but a bullpen that has been all over the place as you've had Johan Duran be terrific for the team. Sub-2 ERA throws 100 plus miles per hour. Jorge Lopez, since he's come over, has not necessarily been what Michael Fulmer is. Both of these guys, a sub-3-4 ERA, though, along Griffin Jacks, but problem is you had to use up Jacks along with Fulmer in the game yesterday, so a little bit of an issue. You've had someone in Giovanni Moore and be able to provide about a 3 ERA as well, and for the Minnesota Twins, just a team that they lack that power, so they're getting guys on base, but they aren't able to capitalize as Nick Gordon, Giorgio, Jose Miranda, all in between about a 270 to 285, and then Carlos Correa sitting at 290. He's been able to slug out 20-plus home runs, but the guys at the bottom of the fold, like a Ryan Jeffers, Gary Sanchez, you're able to throw in there Jose Palacios, Mark Contreras. These are guys that are just not moving line, aiming at 230 or lower end. For the Chicago White Sox, in terms of the American League, they're in the top two in terms of batting average since the All-Star break-in. Got a lot of guys getting on base like Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu. Both of these guys have been able to above a 300. And then you've been able to get some good production out of Elvis Andrews and Andrew Vaughn hitting between about a 270 to a 280 in terms of Andrews, just only with his numbers with the Chicago White Sox. And all these guys for the year have been able to slug out between about 15 to 17 home runs. But you really don't have as much towards Bonneville with this team as you don't have a lot of guys that have been able to crank out that deep ball. Josh Harrison has been able to about a 255, but he's been very very hit or miss. Rami Gonzalez is the same as well. And for the Chicago White Sox, Jimmy Lambert, Reynaldo Lopez, sub 3-2 ERAs in the bullpen. Kendall Graveman has been a little bit up and down with he and Liam Hendricks have been solid in the 8th and ninth inning. So, I did set my total at a 7.8. I do think that Cueto is going to give up a little bit more contact. I think that Ober is doing for a little bit of regression as well. So, taking a look at the 7 over and I do think that with the Minnesota Twins, they just don't have 
as much to be able to move the line. They're a little bit less consistent with their lineup, and I do think that the White Sox have a little bit of a leg up in terms of the bullpen, so want to lay it with the White Sox as well. We'll end the layup to a minus 132, 975, 976 on the betting board. It is the Detroit Tigers. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Seattle Mariners. George Kirby is going to be going for the Mariners, and Brian Garcia is going to be on the bump for Detroit. And Detroit, a big underdog. Any worth between plus 210 and plus 225. Meanwhile, between minus 240 and minus 250 is the number on Seattle. 70 is the total. The over and the under are both at minus 110. I needed at least a plus 215 to fire in on the Detroit Tigers. And we have gotten there. Brian Garcia probably not going to be lending the world's greatest amount of length as he by trade has been a little bit more of a bullpen piece throughout his career, but when he's been up at the big league level this year, he's been able to supply some okay results. It's a small sample size with 13 and two-thirds innings, but you know what? He's only posted up a 32070 ERA, so you've got some good signs of, I guess you'd call it brightness on that front, and he is going to be helping out a team that has seen their bullpen regress a little bit, but you still have guys like a Jose C. Serno, Andrew Chafin posting up a sub 3 3 ERA this season. Alex Lang has been able to find himself. Gregory Soto, he's still one of the better closers you're going to find in the big leagues. But if you take a look at the minor league numbers for Garcia, which I think is critical here because his sample size at the big league level, it's not so big. He only made 11 starts and 28 relief appearances. So I think that he's probably going to be an opener plus, not a swing and miss guy, right around seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings, a 380 ERA. But someone that is able to be serviceable for this team. And then for George Kirby, he is a rookie that it is a spot where he is starting to get up to an innings threshold that he's really never been before. He's been able to do a nice job keeping the ball in the yard, only giving up about one home run per nine innings. So that has been rock solid. And really with George Kirby, what has been spectacular has been the walks. He has been giving up only about 1.6 walks per nine innings, 294 home ERA compared to a 353 road ERA, but he is giving up a little bit more of the deep ball when he is at home. And opponents are a 260 off of him. And for the Detroit Tigers, all of a sudden they've been able to figure out a little bit more in terms of their offense. Four plus runs in now seven out of their last 10 games. And for the Detroit Tigers, while well, you still have those guys like Akil Badu, Spencer Torkelson, Jamir Candelario, Jonathan Scope that are hitting a 215 or lower, you've been able to get a little bit more out of the seam. Javi Bias over the last 40 days has been able to hit above a 300. And then you've got someone who has been able to step up like a Harold Castro who's been hitting right around about a 270. Now, issue for the seam is that Kerry Carpenter is on the injured list. He's done for the season, but Victor Reyes, Eric Haas, Miguel Cabrera, Riley Green are all hitting between about a 250 to a 260. Flip side for the Seattle Mariners. Without Uvi Rodriguez, it has been a relatively rough go of it for this offense as for the Mariners. It has been just a lot of guys not being able to reach base because the Seattle Mariners actually have the worst batting average in the league since the All-Star break. What has been powering them has been the deep balls. You've got Eugenio Suarez, who's been able to go deep north of 30 times this season. He and Mitch Haniger hitting between about a 235 to 240, but you got guys like Abraham Toro, Jared Kelnick, Dylan Moore. You're able to throw in there as well. Lewis Torrance, Cal Raleigh, all these guys in a 220 or lower. And I will say for Raleigh, along with Carlos Santana, they've been able to supply a combined 44 home runs this season at Ty France. 20 bombs. He's hitting a 275. He's been one of the main guys for this team along J.P. Crawford hitting a 225. It's really been the bullpen that has been powering the Seattle Mariners as you've got so many guys like Andres Munoz, Eric Swanson, Penn Murphy, Paul Seawald, sub-3 area out of all those guys. Matt Brash in the bullpen has been terrific. Matthew Boyd, a little bit of an under-the-radar acquisition as a bit more of a relief piece. He's got a sub-2 ERA, former Detroit Tiger there as well. So I do think that the Seattle Mariners should be a bit of a favorite, but 
It's hard for me to lay minus 240 on a team that has the worst batting average since the All-Star break in the big leagues, being able to get a plus 215 here on the Detroit Tigers. I'm going to fire in on it. I did set my total at 6.9 as well, which seems ridiculous for a Brian Garcia start, but it's a little bit chilly out there on the West Coast. The air is a little bit heavier, and, well, the Mariners, they've had a tough time moving lines. So I'm going to look at the 700, and I'm going to take the plus price with the Tigers. 977, 978 on the main board. It is the Oakland A's playing OC LA Angels. Patrick Sandoval is going to be going for the Angels, and Adrian Martinez is on the bump for Oakland and Oakland. A underdog between plus 150 and plus 160, anywhere between minus 170 and minus 175, the number on the Angels. 70 is the total. Overs between minus 110 and minus 120. The unders any between even a minus 110. If you're looking at the run line of the Angels, that is even money. And I was willing to lay up to a minus 120. In terms of that run line, as for the Angels, I made them a minus 197 favorite. Patrick Sandoval has done a great job of keeping the ball in the yard. The one thing that has been an issue for Sandoval, not just this year, but really throughout the entirety of his career, has been issuing free passes as overall this season. He has been giving up about 3.6 to 3.7 walks per nine innings. Just a 6-9 record despite a 0-3 ERA, and he's been better on the road. 275 road ERA, giving up four home runs in 72 innings when he has been away from home, but part of it is because because he doesn't necessarily go the world's deepest into games, but take a look at Adrian Martinez, and he is just been getting smoked recently. Three plus runs allowed in each out of his last four starts, including three runs surrendered and four and two-thirds innings against the LA Angels in his last start, so it's not necessarily going well on that front. And for Adrian Martinez, a 694 home ERA, despite the fact that he pitches in Oakland, which is about as pitcher-friendly as it gets. Opponents are at 347 off of him in Oakland now. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of positive progression on that front, and for the Angels, very very much a top-heavy lineup as you've got Luis Renifo, Shoy Otani, Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, all at least a 268 at the top. And Ward is up to about a 285 average. Trout and Otani, these two guys have been able to supply, I believe now, a total of 73 home runs, so they have been great. And then we've had someone at the bottom of the fold in Levon Soto. Very small sample size, but he's hitting a 413. Then you, when you get in guys like Joe Adele, someone like a Kurt Suzuki. There are quite a few guys towards the bottom of it. They're not necessarily so great, though. I will say Matt Duffy has been able to do a solid job of moving the line for the Sally Angels team, and they're starting to figure it out in terms of the bullpen as well. Andrew Wants, along with Zach Weiss, they've been able to provide a sub-3-2 ERA. Jimmy Herget, he's in that fold as well. I mean, but he has been a good long guy, though. He did get used up yesterday, and then the flip side for the Oakland A's, you got a lot of guys that are currently on the injured list as Danny Jimenez, Sam Mall. These are two guys that are currently on the fold for this team. So they've looked at guys like Domingo Acevedo and Tyler Sierra, who are providing a sub 3 5 ERA. AJ Puck overall for the season right around a 3 2 ERA, but post all star break north of a 4 because they've just had to use them night in and night out. Austin Pruitt, he's got right around a 435 ERA, has been a tad bit better recently, posting up a sub 3 2 5 ERA over his last 35 days. But certainly that is a little bit of an issue when you we got guys like Norje Ruiz who come into the fold. And for the Oakland A's, they're hanging right around at 210 at home. It has been very deplorable. Got a pair of guys in Sean Murphy and Seth Brown that have been able to supply a combined 43 home runs as far as the season, but just don't really have guys moving the line with Murphy. He's been able to hit a 250 overall for the season, but among guys that have gotten at least 50 at best for the team as far as the season at home, the top batter has been Chad Bender at a 236 in terms of his batting average, and he's currently not with the team. So, yeah, that is not necessarily what you want to see there. I do think that with the Angels, they are going to be able to get to Adrian Martinez, and I think that they're going to do the vast majority of the damage on this total. I did set my total at 7.3, but I think that the Angels, 
They do a lot of it by themselves, which is why I'm going to be looking at the Angels on the run line, laying a run at because I do think that they're going to get to Martinez and company. So looking at the over and looking at the Angels on the run line, we're going to have things up with 979, 980 on the betting board. It is the Philadelphia Phillies on the road. Basically, I'm against the Houston Astros. No numbers currently up on this game, but we know that it will be Aaron Nola going for the Phillies. And we got a nice Michaelis Jr. going for the Astros. I set the Astros as a minus 126 favorite on the money line and a total 7.1 or less looking at the over 7.5 or higher to the under. When it comes to Aaron Nola, he has been significantly better on the road than he has been at home this season. 353 Omiri, 320 ERA on the road. Big reason why the deep ball. He's given up just 7 home runs and 101 and a third innings on the road compared to 12 bombs in 97 innings at home. Neither are a bad clip, but I mean, he's been better on the road and on the road he's giving up less than one walk per nine innings. That is a very impressive. Meanwhile, for Lance McCullers Jr., he's been dealing with a little bit of an illness, so he might be off of his cadence just a little bit. And I mean, for Lance McCullers Jr., he's actually returned and has been very solid, giving up three runs of fear in all seven of his starts. But he has been, in my opinion, very lucky that he hasn't given up a little bit more because he's been allowing a lot of traffic on the base pass. We were talking about this a little bit earlier with Chris because with Lance McCullers Jr., right now the ERA is a 238, but Fielding Independent is much higher at a 340. He's been quite lucky on the balls that have been putting play now. He is getting nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings and at home this season. Small sample size, only four starts, buck 50 ERA. Now, the good news for the Astros is that they back him up with the number one bullpen in the big leagues. Seth Martinez has been out of the fold, but you got so many guys like Ryan Stanek, Brian Abreu, throwing their Rafael Montero, providing a sub three ERA. Ryan Presley has been able to do a solid job all season long. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, their bullpen is in the bottom five of the big leagues ever since the All-Star break, not having Corey Knable and Brad Hand out there. I certainly heard them. David Robertson, he's been able to supply a sub three ERA, but Chris Javinsky not getting the job done. Jose Alvarado has actually been halfway decent, but I do think that there's some value on the Phillies for the reasons we talked about with Chris. You've got 44 home runs out of Kyle Schwarber this year. Not necessarily doing a great job of being able to move the line, but he's been able to do a solid job of being able to go deep for the team. You've got quite a few guys that have been able to provide a good average as well. Brandon Marsh in a Phillies uniform is saying at 285. Then you've got JT Riamuto, Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm, Gene Sakura, all in at least at 275 this season. Riamuto hitting above a three since the beginning of the month of July. You've been able to have the deep ball going with Reese Hoskins, 30 bombs, hitting about at 250. And then for the Houston Astros, they still rank in the top seven in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. Jordan Alvarez, he looks to be back to his pre-All-Star break form. He's got overall for the season a 400 base, 37 home runs, and then Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve, a combined 57 home runs. Uh, these two guys and Altuve, he's been able to hit nearly a 300. Alex Bregman at 365 on base, 23 home runs. Jeremy Pena, he's been picking up P. Elamendes Diaz, Yuli Gurriel, all in between about a 242 to 252 with Pena being able to supply 21 home runs. Trey Bumbo Mancini, not necessarily been able to move the line, but he's been able to crank out the deep ball a little bit as well, but I do think that the Phillies they get a good puncher's chance here with Aaron Nolan. I do think that in terms of Lance McCullers Jr., he's doing for a little bit of regression. So, seven or less looking at the over seven half prior to the under and wanted to take the Phillies as long as I get north of a plus 125. And now we'll wrap things up for the baseball betting show on this wonderful Monday. A big thanks to Chris Sheehan over at Monumental Sports Network. He joined me in the last segment. If you do like hearing from this fine podcast, baseball betting show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one or two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline. At underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters DM. They mean it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.